This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1540. What is imposter syndrome and how does it affect people like me? By Sarah Stanitsai of prospecttherapy.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us here on ORD today. I'm Greg Audino, and this is the show on which I read to you from different articles that revolve around relationship building so that you can bring the best to your own relationships. And this time, we'll be hearing a post from Sarah Stanitsai, owner of Prospect Therapy down in Long Beach, California. This article is about imposter syndrome, how to identify it, and how to manage it. So let's hear what she's got for us as we optimize your life. What is imposter syndrome, and how does it affect people like me? By Sarah Stanitsai of prospecttherapy.com. What is imposter syndrome? How long has it been around? Imposter syndrome, or imposter phenomenon, is a term coined by Pauline Clance in 1978 based on her research studies of high-achieving women in college and university settings. It's characterized by people of all genders, who are successful by reasonable external measures, but have not internalized this success. Instead, they report that their success was gained either by accident, an oversight by others, or that they are generally a fraud waiting to be found out. While it was originally researched among college women, newer research suggests that it is experienced across the board, which makes sense. People of all genders experience specific societal expectations and struggle with self-image. It frequently manifests in work or education settings. People will report thoughts and feelings such as, I don't deserve this promotion. I literally don't know what I'm doing, and sooner or later they'll figure that out. They only let me into this school because someone else dropped out not because I earned it. How does imposter syndrome affect immigrant communities? One of our specialties is working with high-functioning anxiety, perfectionism, and imposter syndrome, particularly in bicultural, first-generation, and immigrant Americans. There's a great deal of imposter syndrome in people who are acculturating to mainstream American culture. It's exacerbated by the tendency that these folks are often acculturating at a rate faster than their families of origin so people don't have the same backup and reinforcement from their families. In this way, they may feel like they are unintentionally leaving their families behind. One of the side effects of balancing your family's values and expectations with your own is that people often feel like a failure by one set of standards, their families, despite being successful by another set of measures, mainstream culture, and their own values are caught somewhere in the middle. When your primary support system, your family, doesn't know how to validate your success, you can start to believe that it doesn't count. Many bicultural people feel that their families don't understand their work, their lifestyle, or some aspect of their identity. Compliments can feel stale or superficial. 
or you might just stop sharing good news altogether because the response is disappointing. There are other effects of imposter syndrome as well. It can cause people to hold themselves back from their goals. It can cause social and relational isolation and can exacerbate existing symptoms of anxiety or depression. There is that self-fulfilling prophecy of not believing you are worthy of advancement, so people stop offering you opportunities, thus reinforcing your feelings of inadequacy. What are the signs that a person has imposter syndrome? What are the causes? Some behavioral signs of imposter syndrome include procrastination, over-preparing, such as excessive list-making, social withdrawal and isolation, overextending boundaries and taking on too many tasks, and ignoring bodily urges, such as skipping meals or delaying breaks. Some internal signs of imposter syndrome include chronic pervasive feelings of inadequacy, distorted self-image and downplaying positive or neutral traits, feelings of anxiety and overwhelm, and second-guessing self and difficulty-making decisions. It's important to know that these are part of a pervasive pattern of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. No one habit directly means you have imposter syndrome or any other syndrome. Everyone has situations in which they're unsure or periods of time when they're overworking. The causes of imposter syndrome are harder to pin down, but often people who have been invalidated repeatedly in some way develop this syndrome, either from extended periods of stress, burnout, or being ignored, even patterns of abuse or neglect. While there's often a correlation with depression and anxiety, Imposter syndrome is not an official diagnosis. How do you go about treating imposter syndrome? What should I do if I think I have it? We've written before about how to identify imposter syndrome and five ways to cure it, which we've linked in this post. Having a mentor, coach, or therapist will give you a non-judgmental reality check. Simply hearing a more balanced view of your strengths and areas of improvement will start to reduce your anxiety around them. Therapy will also move your measures of success internally toward your own values and goals instead of focusing on external factors like other people's opinions, your bank account, or your professional roles. For example, you may be focused on getting a certain job title or feel like you're in limbo until you get it. A therapist will help you understand what that job title really signifies to you. Maybe it's approval from a dismissive family or proving to yourself that you can be successful without a partner. If you explore why those things are important to you, you might find ways that you're already proving that to yourself, with or without an arbitrary job title. You just listened to the post titled, What is Imposter Syndrome and How Does It Affect People Like Me? by Sarah Stanitsai of ProspectTherapy.com. And thank you to Sarah for this post that was really educational about not just imposter syndrome, but particularly how it can exist when adapting to a new culture. She's provided a lot of wonderful information here. And one other thought that I would like to offer is that if you're someone who suffers from imposter syndrome and you swear by your fears of not being good enough, this mentality can still coexist with the idea that you can help and provide for somebody, if not all the people you feel you're supposed to or all the people that you've been perceived as being able to help and provide for. So. A really nice reframe while you're doing the work to manage your imposter syndrome could be to consider what you can provide, even if it's not for the masses. For example, you may be up for a promotion at work that you don't feel you deserve, but you know that doesn't prevent you from being able to offer some wisdom and assistance to someone who's new on the job and just learning the ropes. So consider that and how it might look in your life. 
Food for thought, everyone, as we wrap up another installment of ORD. I really enjoyed this one. I hope you did too. Have a terrific rest of your day and do come on back tomorrow as we are going to start our parenting leg of the week, reading articles that cover parenting specifically. And tomorrow's is coming from Crystal Cargus, who we always love reading from. Hope to see you there, where your optimal life awaits.